What's up? You listen to Dead Air Hardcore Radio. You. Boom. Gatherings with family and friends in private homes and yards are prohibited. Travel between regions should be avoided, and traveling to Yellow Zone is forbidden. Introduce yourself, name, what you do, uh, name of the band, what you do in the band. Uh, hello, I am Matt, and I play guitar in One Force. Hell yeah! Um, so let's go. Uh, let's go ahead and talk. So you guys have um, Race on Destruction came out in August. Yeah, I think it came out in August. That sounds right. August. End of August, yeah. somewhere around, around there. Around the time you ghosted me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Around the time I <laughs> how could how could you all four of us all four of us saw your Instagram message and assumed someone else was gonna deal with it and never messaged you back. Yeah, that time. How could we how could you forget that? Uh, right. But we did it, we got here. We're here now. So I think the first time uh Bull Force came to my attention was like I think twenty sixteen. Uh I you guys uh played with Unless that was a different band. You guys played with Comeback Kid in 2016? It was Blunt Force, but like also a different band. 
for it sure. Was, that was, it, was, it was like a, really different lineup and like different songs and stuff. Kind of, we started Blunt Force in like 2011, and it kind of like half existed for a while. But like 2016 was that was like the last time that version of Blunt Force like did anything. Okay, because I was like, because I I'm I've I've heard the name get thrown around, but it was like, it was almost like. It's, I, it feels like a fever dream because it's, like, it's like one of those bands you'll see on a local local lineup and you'll be like have I seen this before? Right. Yeah. It. We didn't do too much stuff before. Like we wrote some songs and played some shows over the course of a few years but it never really was like a super serious project. And then it kind of it like it went away. It kind of just fizzled out. And then Stein, who does vocals, he he got asked to play a show in like like late twenty, like December twenty eighteen. Uh, someone asked him to play. I think Dust Mob asked us to play a show, and he was like, "Hey, do you guys want to do this again?" And so we started kind of putting it together again with like different members and you know different vision for it or whatever. So it's kind of a new like we kind of just scrapped everything and it's like a new band now. So we talked a little bit about how bands subconsciously do things. Like I talked about how, like, you know, not not to anyone's fault, but like how I'll talk to a band, I'll I'll get in contact for the first time, and they will like say, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, "Hey, do you want to do this or you want to play this show? You want to do this?" Yeah, that's awesome. And then don't hear from them for like two months, and it and then all of a sudden couple months later or whatever they all want they all decide that this is the moment i want to play this show i want to get on this podcast i want to record this thing it seems like that's what's happening again for the pacific northwest um (laughs) pre-pandemic current uh current uh mid-pandemic and whatever we want to even call this i know in the last i didn't get any flack for it yet but i know in the last episode i said post-pandemic and i'm like (laughs) people people probably didn't like that as much (laughs) because i don't i don't really know what to call you for shows i would still say this is post pandemic in a way because we're not we're uh, post lockdown let's call it post lockdown because that's I think that's fair that's a that's a fair assessment of what's going on right now since we're able to actively do shows pretty much and bands are actively able to tour at least uh regionally and nationally. Yeah. Yeah, but, I just call it the troubles. I just it's my uh it's like my Irish civil war re- like like reference I just call these times the troubles. Agreed. I I do it's I'm I'm doing the same thing I've always been doing. I'm 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 working. I'm doing I'm I'm doing what I can to survive. <laughs> right? I just try not to focus on it really. It's like if if like the news is bumming me out or like, you know, I just I'm like I'm going to listen to music instead and just try not to think about it cuz it's like there's just so much content and like, you know, you could listen to stuff watch stuff all day and just get obsessed with it so i just try to be like you know what what do i need to know to make it through the day and otherwise like you know i'm gonna just you know try to be 
smart and conscientious and not worry about it, you know? How how can I be positive for other people so they don't have to worry about it either? That's that's my vibe with it. But yeah, shit's weird. But to go to the music, yeah, it just seems like it's all like musicians out here were on the same brainwave whether the whether they're they're new like there are like there there is a lot of young kids um coming coming back into this uh style of music and it's really cool like the so uh i believe was it early yeah like a few weeks a few weeks ago i helped run sound at a a show under the first under the first street bridge um oh and, yeah i heard about that one and the amount of kids that showed up kids was crazy like i'm saying yeah pro- probably anywhere between 16 to 16 to oh the the average was 16 to 22 so i felt as, as someone in my early 30s as a fucking grandpa out here <laughs> same <laughs> for sure fucking father hardcore had a weird like kind of lull in the you know the last like 10 years where it just i don't know it's kind of stagnant but there's like so many cool bands now and like so many like younger people and like older people that maybe fell off or back on like it's just exciting again i think that's really what it is it's just like it's it's having a good little comeback moment i think the explanation is young kids when you get a lack of young kids interested and I noticed, like, when I was working up at, like, KGRG, like, the first, like, when I got there in, like, 2013 was, like, the last gasp for a little while of, of new people that were into, like, DIY and alternative uh, music. And then for a few years, that kind of fell either because it just wasn't what their you know friends were jamming it wasn't or and there was a lot of bands um just in general that were with like with those high political times like a lot of bands were getting found out as being you know big pieces of shit yeah yeah yeah. and people don't want to tie into that and we've had that in our own local scene and with northwest hardcore specifically i think that that created a gigantic riff um especially with and with it simultaneously happening with the end of uh rainfest in 2016 which was a huge uh thing that got lots of young people and people from hardcore all over the place so i think what i've seen in like 2017 and 2018 those years well most of the people that would come through was a lot of people that were active in the more like thrashier grindier um type of music people that like it seemed like the diy scene kind of took a uh, the all ages scene kind of took a a break and it, most of the stuff i was seeing was mostly uh stuff from uh more of the bar the the bar scene here in tacoma or see in seattle and and uh people who are oh but a little bit older and I was not seeing many people under the age of 25 participating in shows like uh, the band drain is huge now. Yeah. Uh, and love that I, band. 
I booked them at Real Art in 2018, and I had to get a lot of like bands like Head Honcho and stuff like that and stuff and stuff like that for people to even stick around. Yeah, that's wild. Like, and that you know, it's like that band blown up, but yeah, the times are. I think it's like yeah, there's just there's a lot of good bands and whatever's happening. It's like captivating a younger audience, and yeah. The scene survives. From what I was told, the consensus was, what was, how do you get your show flyers? Somebody was like, TikTok. And I was like, I'm on that TikTok actively, and I don't see, I don't know who's passing around this shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, there's, I I guess it's a, it's a big, like every, like young person is on TikTok. So I'm like, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff I miss, but like, yeah um yeah i was just like is that's for that's fucking crazy like yeah Yeah, i haven't gone i haven't gone to the tiktok route yet and i know that like i know that it like can get you a lot of reach and stuff but it's just like i'm i'm like a grumpy old man or something i haven't done it yet i'm like i haven't committed and then yeah you gotta be committed to it because if you're consistent with it like you 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 see you see uh a bigger um you, you you'll see you'll see a, a it climb pretty a lot faster than any of the other social medias but the other thing is you got to be a little gimmicky too unfortunately so if you don't want to be i don't yeah, be as, yeah. you do you a lot of people a lot of artists will do funny shit to in between to get to get people to be interested and some people will do stuff that's straight up fucking corny. And like, <laughs> there was one dude like where, um, I believe it was, uh, it was one, there was one dude who's pretty, who's pretty popular on there. Who was like, to pr- I'm, I'm so dedicated to my album that, um, that it w- if we hit this many pre-sales, I'm going to jump in the Amazon River. And I was, <laughs> I looked. Oh, okay, it was okay. like flooded river. I was like, you. He's like, I'm but willing. Dude, I, I wonder if you got to die for this. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna jump and swim across this this fucking dangerous ass river. And I'm like, whatever, whatever you got to do. And I was like. Well, most of the shit is fake. It's it's all it's a lot of fake. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fake like uh, bullshit shock stuff. Like a lot. There's another trend that goes around uh, being like my uh, my my label manager doesn't believe in me and doesn't believe we can blow up this song. Let's prove him. Let's prove him wrong. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe me and the force will end up on TikTok one day, but we haven't yet. I mean, like, I no, feel like it's... we pretty much just do we pretty much just do Instagram, and like that's kind of where where we live for the most part. Yeah, Instagram's not it's it's not bad, but I think TikTok is like usually it's a good companion. It's a good they're good companions because um, you can yeah you yeah. Can kind of, the t- two and have people cross over between the two because it's hard to it's kind of hard to get reach on instagram 
especially even with like hashtags and bullshit like that. Um, yeah. And I'm kind of, I don't know. I may be like looking at it from the wrong way, but like, I'm kind of just like, dude, if people like what I'm doing and me or whatever, then they're going to come follow me. And I don't, I just like try not to get obsessed with like gaming the algorithm and like marketing and all that stuff, like probably to my detriment sometimes, but like, I'm just like, if, if what I'm doing is cool, people are going to like it and they'll find it. And if, if they don't, they don't. And that's, I think you know, that's, I well, and I also think that's a part of that's, that shouldn't be, that's not all it can be, but like, it's also a part of, of what I'm doing. That's like, like, for as far as like somebody who's like promoting like that's i think it's more important that i'm doing that than yeah totally for, for like what you're doing it, it, it makes are, much more you sense. Are. not that you shouldn't because like you could if you do it the right way if that's what you want to do but if you just want to focus on music there's a lot of other ways like there's people like me or or kevin or people who are working hard to gain an audience so they can introduce those people to people who actually who are who are who are, who are more focused on their craft than you know doing a TikTok dance. Yeah, totally. No, it's cool. Um, and like you know, we I feel like if we just put out good music and put out good content, like I'm sure I'm sure we'll experiment with like different ways to like get it out to people and stuff like that and it'll always be like a I mean like who knows in like five years like none of those apps you know may even be like the thing anymore you know we could be on some totally different stuff so I think I also think with hardcore you don't you don't really need to fucking do that shit like it's hardcore like it the kids the kids find a way yeah totally and it's like like I said like if, if what you're doing is cool people will probably be into it you know so it's like i just try to be like make cool songs play cool shows do cool interviews i don't necessarily so to backtrack i'm i was saying so when i when i say you so i'm 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 speaking very uh generally i'm not saying i'm not looking at you and going oh yeah for sure i'm saying for people who are looking into growing their base for bands it's a little weird because like a lot of like like i said it's really fucking gimmicky for when bands have their have their uh own shit and i i I do i'm interested um and in the future i'm gonna be doing like a more uh i'm 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 taking on a second podcast for more like non-hardcore general like bands and shit and i'm 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 interested in hearing nice. like what their uh what their opinions are on this because i know some of them do do this mega promotions on shit and how that work. i'm i'm just in, i'm interested because i, I want to know how how it's working for them how if they're getting yeah if they're getting people that are actually sticking around to listen to their music if they're getting um you know passive if it's more passive than anything i I just i just want to know how that works for music for music because i know for like if you're like a comedian or whatever that's easy because literally you just like oh i'm i want to hear this dude's 30 second bit every day 
but for some musical like oh that was a funny thing so it's very i think it's a very interesting uh uh it's more it's more for my for my research oh totally I, I think like i've always been into like heavy music and like kind of you know those scenes or whatever so it, it i always find it fascinating when like you see stuff happening with like other styles of music and other scenes and other genres and it's like so totally different but like i don't know i anytime you see like stuff that's just like super not the way that you're used to doing things it's interesting and fascinating for sure but sometimes it does work like i said TikTok, uh from a lot of the kids there's a i think social media does bring a new group every time there was the myspace era that helped you know in and this is the only time i will say that i will that i will that i will uh agree with a with a trickle down effect I am no I'm no supporter of Reganomics. <laughs> I don't know, man. What are you about to say? <laughs> but I think it definitely is with like social media and scenes and stuff. I think there is somewhat of a trickle down at times because you get people going to some of these bigger shows, to these bigger DIY stuff, and they discover what the band what influences the bands the opening bands uh people are giving out flyers you you find people at these bigger shows that are supporters of the diy scene and you kind of pluck people and and it's a lot of because x social media uh site uh is promoting you know alt and diy music or or a version of it and it and I think people will start discovering other music through that, and it and it's healthy for as I think the punk metal and horror scene. Um, for, oh yeah, for MySpace, MySpace got Crabcore like an international market. <laughs> Crabcore, <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, it's just crazy how like so much, like so many kinds of heavy music during like the two thousands, like hit such like astronomical levels of attention because of myspace you know um and we and then we had also and then we got into the world of tumblr where you got a little bit more of like the early 2010s like you know hard hardcore um some of the some of the more like stuff like uh citizen tiger's jaw and like some of the pop punk stuff that like has that that took off in the last like decade a lot of those bands were like heavily promoted on that blog on that blog site before it yeah. inevitably uh imploded and oh for sure i don't even yeah i never really, never was much of like a tumblr or like reddit or any of that stuff but uh i know that there's like a lot of people that use them so yeah and then and then it went and i well i was on there for for quite some for quite some time and like there it was it was like the next thing to like share your like a lot of your band links um a lot of a lot of people it was it was just it's just very it was just very easy to use and a lot of people who were into that there was a lot a lot of people that were into that music into the, um, like on that site 
more more there was more diy music than actual like pop music so because it was people trying to be it was it was one of those things of people trying to be hipsters and cool so so they want so so you are it's it's a, a lot of how you how are you perceived so so they'll be like if i have this music that you know if i have the the more underground the more cool i look and so so they so there so a lot of those bands were getting a lot of traction during that era and then i don't feel like we had much in between that and then we got and then we got tiktok that's blowing up it that's uh blowing up bands there's a lot of like influencer sites that are um you know promote music and i do a little bit of like promoting like a lot of new hardcore bands i've promoted your band on there promoted uh Thank you. yeah promoted uh and then a lot of people because there's a lot of young kids i talk a lot about like old hardcore i talked about like uh you know the a lot of people loved the loved my shit about the original Slipknot. Um, are you I'm are you aware of the the OG Slipknot? No, I, maybe not. I think okay, I so a little, I know a little bit about their history, but not. I please enlighten me. So OG Slipknot, we got we have the there's a uh, band from New Haven, Connecticut that was the original Slipknot. Um, that was on Revelation Records. So they played along. So yeah, they played alongside uh Gorilla Biscuits, Bold, all like the the top the top tier uh rev bands of the time. And yeah, yeah. People 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 like that because like the discussion was is Slipknot a hardcore band? And I was like like the the actual slip the 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 slipknot that's behind that's that that's in the banner behind my back um and i was like well technically yes because the first <laughs> kind one, of yes and uh to be fair i i will say 100 percent slipknot has inspired a lot of heavy bands i don't think it, it i don't think slipknot has done anything for for the punk side of hardcore at all but they definitely have done something for um the the more heavier and moshier side of of hardcore um and i because obviously the 90s uh bands influenced each other uh corn sick of it all they all, they toured together um you got bands like biohazard that have that that kind of that that definitely have those groove you know those groovy jumpy uh parts that a lot of new metal has so i think definitely I, I love i love ogs or like that first slipknot record like the self-titled one like i i jam on that and like when that came out it was like right when i was getting into heavy music and like definitely had an impact on like early guitar playing and like early interest in like metal and hardcore and stuff so like i I'm I'm down. Oh, hundred percent. Like it's it, they're just really they're the the first two records are just really fucking good, good records. Yeah, I was really good too. Uh, and like any band that like you know gets builds up that much and like it, it's just impressive like what they've done with like that long career. Like it, it's it's kind of cool. 
like I'm not a, like not, not all their music is my favorite thing but like I still think it's like bands like them and Metallica that like just you know keep touring and keep selling out arenas after like 30 years it's like, like I I got respect for that you may not make music I dig as much anymore but it's cool that you're able to like you know build a machine and like keep it going for that long I think I I think it's uh I think it's funny uh but I think it's cool I think it's cool like they're still doing they're still kind of kind of doing uh their thing they're still they're pretty much revered as like the staple rock group of because of just like in general for for rock music because like literally they're they're the top bill for any 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 new rock news like general rock news it's usually about slipknot seriously because it's the i think it's it's that or deftones because it's the one that it's one of the few things that a lot of people can agree on even though there's people who do think that those bands are trash and i I hear a lot of I hear a lot of um Deftone slander and stuff and I'm like I'm cool. I'm I just don't fucking care anymore, man. Like I I don't know. I don't get I just I could care less if you don't if you like or don't like a thing, think something is overrated, underrated, what the fuck what the fuck else? Oh yeah, I don't I don't care what people like. It's like you can like stupid bands or bands that I think are stupid. Like, that's cool. Do I have to listen to it with you? Can we listen to something else? <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, and and that goes back just to the overall like promotion. It's just like because the rock world, like general rock world, is 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 filled with just like like people arguing about what what is what's real this or what's real that. And I'm just like, I just don't care if it's. I if you got if you you can tell it's just uh if you can tell people give a fuck like that the people playing the music give a fuck about what they're doing and they're putting everything being received on both ends then that's good shit yeah and like it's doing its job (laughs) and if people like it they like it and that's you know and like for me it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna make music and if people don't like it i'll make i'll make more music i'll try to make it better i'll try to make it more of what i want you know and it's like people will maybe like it someone will probably there's a lot of people so it's like someone might like it probably like it and like i'm just gonna keep doing it you know so it's that i think having a good mentality is like the only way to approach it you know it's like just do it. Um. So go. Let's talk more about uh your band because that's what we. I like to. I like to talk a lot of shit, but I want to make sure people <laughs> know that we're still that we're still like talking to someone in a band here. That we're still promoting. No, we're just breaking down TikTok and social media in general. Oh yeah, this is this is this is our uh, this is the our. Tape, our our promo tape for our new podcast. Um, this yeah. is this is our uh, submission to the Joe Rogan show. We're we're getting there. We're hot on the track. I'm sure. Uh, uh, 
I'm sure I pissed somebody off with just by just by saying his name. He uttered the name. <laughs> I uttered our modern day Voldemort. <laughs> he uttered the name. Don't bring him into this. <laughs> Let's go take a drink of my smoothie and just you know, we're gonna move past this. Uh, That's another name. I just don't give. I don't give. I don't give a fuck. I don't. I don't like, but I don't fucking. I put zero energy. <laughs> For sure. So I'm so mad. The first, the first show, because the first show I got to go to was the, um, the just another gig, um, volume two at the end of uh, September, and. I don't know where I'm working. I'm working at the the first uh, Defy shows up in uh, Seattle, and I see that there was a show that same weekend uh, under the uh, on a bridge in Tacoma, and I realized that's that was that was one of the shows that you guys played, correct? Yeah, that show was rad. That was the first show we played since like you know since the troubles started. Um, and it was awesome. It was uh, it was us and Denial of Life and Malfaction. And we just like went down with the generator and set it up next to the skate park that is under the bridge. And like, it was super sick. Uh, we we played last and like Denial of Life absolutely ripped it up. Like they were, they're a hard band to follow for sure. Uh, people are skating, people are moshing, like sun setting. Like it was just like the whole thing was a blast. So you guys got a little bit of controversy online, not your band, but the but the gig because I talked a little bit about uh, before we started that there's we have people um, like that are just that have no life, no time. They, they 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 they. I mean, they have all the time in the world. They like to complain. So so they. They complained about the show about about the show that happened because, um, I've, I don't doubt that over the sh- over the summer because because things haven't been because we're st- we were in this in that weird spot where like mask mandates were starting to come back come back vaccine vaccination mandates were starting to um you know happen and we're also like. Over the summer, shows started to pop up more and more in other states, and we haven't really, we weren't really uh, gotten started yet, at least for the DIY scene. Um, and I know a lot of people, it's start, the controversy all started with uh, that April show with uh, Madball in the park, and a lot of people were not happy about that. And then, yeah, I remember that. And then people were getting upset, and then. And then a couple months later, when things started to open up a little bit more, like uh, there was a show with uh, with Gulch, Drain, Tsunami, all of them, um, and and they Cali shows outside doing kind of like the generator type thing out in parking lots and and stuff like that, and. And people were getting mad, like, why'd you get mad at this show, but not that show? And and then that's that's the same type of thing that happened in with your show, because this was the first show. Basically, the you guys had the first unofficial hardcore 
show in uh in Pacific Northwest since the uh since the trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that was probably at least the first one of any like size or whatever, but in Tacoma, Seattle, anywhere. Like the first you so the 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 first like big promoted show was the Regional Justice Center show. Uh that was uh Yeah. Like the fun house or something. No, it was at Vera. And it was oh, yeah. it filled out very it was a huge show. It was there was a lot of people there. It was it was packed. And um every show I've been to, like I haven't been to a a show a, an empty show yet. Like yeah. since start since starting. I'm sure there's you know, here and there there still is because people like to play at bars on the weekend on the weekdays, so like can't you can't fill out every day but like um maybe you can i don't know i don't <laughs> i don't go to bars so um so with uh it was just i think people there's a lot of people who like to complain on both sides of this argument and that's another one where i try to 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 stay to just like stay in my lane but like people are people, there were people that 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 complained about you know oh uh, oh why are you why we're, so it's okay to do shows now or what you know why is this why was this okay why is this okay and the other one wasn't and I'm like I don't fucking know man <laughs> yeah who, I don't know man I mean we by the time we did that show which that was what was that like. That was in August too. I think it was almost. It was on the cusp of September, so like maybe one to two weeks away from September, so end of August. Yeah, that was like our record release show because we put out the record right around then too. Um, and like the Madball thing was in like June or something, and like it Section was Hate did April. a big one. Yeah, oh yeah, it was in, so that was a ways back, and then like the Section Hate they did a big one. There's a, a couple big ones in LA, and like it just seemed like it was like i mean we weren't the first to do i mean people were doing little things here and there and like the punk scene like the whole pandemic so it's like we we definitely weren't the first ones to do it and like i don't know i kind of come at everything with like you know make your own you know like assess the risk for yourself and if you're comfortable then go do it and if you're not don't do it and if you want to exactly but and you can complain about it if you want to because like you know that's you can do whatever you want like i just try not to you know i think we all felt like it's time it's outside you know like let's let's do it no i can i complete i completely agree like i i've talked about this quite a few times already so i'm not gonna i'm i'm not gonna beat the dead horse but uh for sure i mean we all survived it so so, you know, yeah, a show a show well moshed it works show out. ooh i like that that's a good review <laughs> the the seattle times claims a show well moshed <laughs> <Yes. laughs> nice let, let that one go down in the books i like that that's a good that was a that's a good title good title um so Man, I, I, I'm now I'm dwelling on show. <laughs> <laughs> I it's was the thing that I've said today. So I had a point. I had a, uh, I had a point with that, and I, and I, 
Oh yeah. So compared to the, com- at least you got to finish out your show because the show, the show that I did, I don't know how these. So I don't know how these shows work like with this, how you guys figure out what the perfect time to do the show under a bridge is. Cause I, I show up with my, my, uh, it was cause the show was malefaction. I think it, it was another hardcore band full of like high school kids. Um, then I was like a tour. What, there's a band on tour too, I think. From uh, from what I heard about it, the band that was playing when um, the cops showed up was like a band on tour. Yes. So yeah, the cops yeah. showed up. So so I show up and I'm like, hey, how how do you exactly book these? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. And like, yeah, there was a guy that that, that, that I talked to. I'm like, so who's the guy? <laughs> like, so how? Who is this mysterious guy? Like. Uh, Dude, uh, if, if I think the guy is Joe from Malfaction. Shout out to Joe, one of my buddies. Uh, that dude put together the Tacoma one, and I think he put together that Seattle one too. And like, I don't know, got a got a generator, got all the bands to come. Like, you know, got a flyer, and poof, it just happened. But yeah, that dude, that dude's been putting together some cool stuff. <laughs> Joe was the, Joe was there when I asked who was the guy, so he's just like <laughs> he's just he's just like uh, looking over like I don't know, man. Like <laughs> so so he's like he's like he has to he has to keep his aunt, uh he's got to keep anonymous. He's like I don't know, man. It's a guy. <laughs> it's like some guy, yeah. We, uh, we played a show with we played a show with Malfaction like a couple of weeks ago too, and like love those guys. They uh, they show up and party. So when the cop when the cop show, it was guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe's already in his car. He's like, I'm out. Joe's like, wasn't me. <laughs> Hella funny. Well, that band, but that, yeah, that band fucking that band fucking rules. That was one of the, out of all the bands. That was probably one of the best. Um, that was one of my favorite ones. Like, as far as is is doing sound under a bridge can go because people will say yeah, well, I, I got a couple i got a couple speakers and a and a <laughs> and a mini board and they're like are you running sound i'm like kind of <laughs> <laughs> dude our, our bridge show was the most budget thing you could think of but like when i was watching the other bands you know a little ways away from from like where they were playing uh it sounded awesome I don't know, like some about being outside, like the noise, like hitting, like under the bridge, like it, it sounded sick. So you can hear it, but when they're talking, it just sounded. Oh yeah, well that's then shut up and play. You don't need to be talking out here. Let's rock. They're like, I was like, they're like, I was like, I can hear when you're yelling, but I can't. Anything else, there just sounds like it sounds like the Charlie Brown teacher. <laughs> Hell yeah, but. So raised on raised on destruction, um, that's pretty pretty fucking sick. Mixed by so, how do you feel about um, overall? Tell us a little bit about uh, anything you want us to know about raised on destruction. Uh, raised on destruction was a concept that Stein, who does vocals, came up with. Uh, it was pretty much like let, let's maybe like thematically this album will be kind of about like growing up in the 90s and like all the like violent tv and video games and like media that we all kind of grew up with 
And so that was kind of like the, the concept for the record or whatever it was like, just kind of growing up with like the Terminator and, you know, crazy, crazy movies and crazy stuff that we all got like pumped into our eyes through TVs when we were little kids. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we wrote that song and it was like, that song's kind of like the one like slower slower one on the record and it was kind of just like this just feels like it's the title track kind of before even like any vocals were written or like lyrics were written for it it just kind of seemed like that was what we wanted to do so then like stein kind of like wrote like you know wrote that to be like the song raised on destruction and uh how you feel about how about the mix mixed by the legendary uh taylor young oh yeah so that was uh that never would have expected that but uh i was talking to mike from section hate uh buddy from way back uh i was in furious styles with him for a little bit like a long time ago and i was talking to him like yo uh who mixed your new record because they were just dropping their like new tracks i was like who who are you going to like record and mix this stuff and they worked with taylor young because everyone is trying to get everyone, young because he made like if you work it if you are heavy crossover if you especially if you live on the west coast or or in in california and you can make it to the pit like that's where you're gonna fucking record yeah he's he's the the west coast dude and then like yeah so so i basically was like who did you get to like do this and he told me it was trevor and uh or taylor taylor not me uh yeah, no, not you i, I i'm like I, well, i'm reading your name on the zoom down here and then projecting it <laughs> uh yeah and so then i was like talking to like sam and stein and jack i'm like we should hit him up and like be like yo like because we had recorded the record like sam who drums like he he had tracked the whole record like which i was always impressed by like how much work he like puts into like making our stuff cool like he recorded everything and so we had like we had like our mix of it you know like not master or anything and uh i was like yo we should maybe ask dude if he'll do it and everyone was like no nah, that's not gonna work. that's gonna be way too much money or like he's not gonna do it and i was like no i'm gonna hit him up <laughs> so i just like hit him up and was like yo this is what we got like would you be into doing it and like he hey he had a price and it was like it was reasonable enough for us and like we yeah so we we did it with him and he made it sound so good yeah no he's he's definitely just a fucking dude (laughs) that's just that's just like he's very like it's most of there are some people out here that are like busy and and like but even some of the busiest people are not that hard to talk to. Like, even if they are like fucking in huge ass bands doing million things all the fucking time. Like, right. Yeah. I just messaged him. It was like, it's good. If you, you know, you can accomplish more than you think. If you just like, just like throw a message out, be nice. You never know what could happen, you know? Oh yeah. No, that's, that's a huge thing. That's also the part of part of this sometimes, but you gotta have the energy to be ready to, you know, be like, you got to be in the right mindset because sometimes um, when you're doing stuff, you like you have to be like, okay, I got to be ready for, you know, rejection. 
in some in some manner. And sometimes you're just oh, totally. sometimes you're just not in the mindset for that or the mindset to mess around because like with doing this like setting up with people for any for anything with like people in the in the music industry it it gets a little weird and it's all usually sometimes it's just about timing like yeah totally it was just like sometimes it's just the the perfect time so sometimes you gotta be ready to hey i'm this is this is you gotta treat it what you just gotta put your you gotta put yourself out there get there on that musical tinder and uh swipe as much as you can yeah for sure if you want to i i don't if that's not how you want to do it uh non-music wise i'm not i am not here to give out dating advice right right yeah no i'll definitely like it, it's crazy sometimes like i'll i'll start following someone in like a big band and they'll like follow me back and i'm like whoa like it'll trip me out you know it's like like that's so weird and like it, you know or you comment on someone's story and they like like it or message you back and you're like whoa i don't know it's like it's pretty it's pretty crazy how like you know you're, you're it's just, just cool it, and like yeah, you just take it easy and like you know, put some I think love you out also, there. You might get some back. I think you also got to see it from the way that you saw. It's not like sometimes, like you're you'll go back and be like, oh, how did the how did I miss this? Like yeah, like it's it's. I'm sure for somebody who has anywhere from 10k plus, like followers on a social media platform, or and is actively doing it and actively doing stuff. And that's the way they're getting their messages and stuff, or they it's connected to their email and people are emailing them through whatever they're getting tons of shit every day. So like it, it literally, sometimes it has to be just like the, the timing when sometimes Dude, you gotta, yeah, gotta be I, pers- I can't, gotta I be can't pers- imagine how many messages people get like with any bit of a following, like that's gotta be absurd. But you also like trying to filter through. Yeah, but you also, I think you got to be. It's it's also that's where you got to be in the right mindset because you also got to be like persistent, but not weird and creepy and like over the top. Like people like like messaging you again for the for the fifth time today, just waiting, <laughs> just waiting on a reply. Uh, that's a bad style in any type of like conversation. It's like if you don't respond, it's like all right. That's where you could relate it to dating. Like, think of it as a, like, <laughs> like just, just just politely like Homer Simpson like back into the bush and that, wait, like that, know, that, wait that, it out. That person's not gonna be hitting you up for the for the date if you if you're if if you're uh, if you're doing that. So I imagine your mus- musician is not gonna hit you up for interview recording for your show, uh, whatever. If you are just like spamming their fucking inbox that way but being this sort of person like every like you know i usually go like every like if i really either like every few weeks once a month depending on what on what it is if it's like something if if unless it's like unless it's a commitment that was already made commitments already made i'm like hey uh, what the fuck's going on but like for shit like for shit like that so no, it's it's a I love I love Taylor's work. It's a he he has a um a trademark sound uh for what he does. And I was gonna and I was gonna say so I was like I was like 
I was I was wondering if you knew Mike from uh, back in the day from the Furious Styles days because that was like those are the days when I started getting into uh, to hardcore in general. Yeah, yeah, I had a I had a, I had a stint in Furious Styles like right before that Menace record came out. Okay, uh, it, I, I think I was like I was like twenty nineteen or twenty something like that, and uh, it was it was fun chaos chaos and fun uh and mike's super solid dude uh like what a what a staple of uh the scene he's been around forever still putting out good stuff so yeah yeah around the time i had a lot of like metalcore friends so like i was i was always it for those like few years i was always like wanting to go see the hardcore bands and stuff when i go to shows and like there i'm I'm like I'm like watching engaged and shit and my friends are kind of like cro- they got their crossed arms and they're like because because of like oh these these fucking jockey ass dudes um these 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 like wanna be these wanna be uh gangsters on the uh, up on the stage or, or <laughs> so I was like I was like, this is this is waste. This is sick. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. I'm like, uh, I was just like, they'd be like, can we go now? And I'm like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've always just liked music. I can like kind of like bang my head to like just just grooves that you can like. I don't know something something about like with hardcore with hip hop with like anything. It's like I'm just a sucker for like that that like you know that mid-tempo yeah when i left when i left high school it was just like because like it was like when i had in high school is that it was a huge like metalcore craze like for just like the mid to the mid 2000s style of of metalcore so there were like obviously some bands that had a little bit of hardcore crossover and people liked um some people liked terror and stuff like that but it was like a lot of deathcore, a lot of that early like I declare war stuff that was like huge in Seattle and Tacoma yeah. around around like uh, two thousand seven and that uh, that era of uh, of music. So they it was always that that uh, fierce styles time that hard that hardcore time was very interesting because by the time I was like fully emerged in my like college years that style started to to fade out yeah yeah it definitely like tough tough guy tougher stuff kind of kind of burned out at the end of the two like you know i remember seeing the 2000s i remember seeing crooks to kings at Rainfest in 2010 and they were like i was just like yep this era is officially over uh because nobody like the whole flat bill like wrapping up the stuff like ill intent stopped do with matt stopped doing like anything in that style at right after right around that time and they changed to what ill intent does now did for quite some time and i'm yeah super stoked for ill intent in uh january because Ill Intent's one of my favorite um, Northwest hardcore bands. I love, I just love Northwest hardcore in general. But like, 
Ill Intense No Masters record is like a certified like in in my in my mind one of the best hardcore records uh to come out basically in the the whole history of Northwest hardcore. Um, oh yeah, those guys are sick. I, all the dudes in that band, past and present. That's definitely a. I lived in like the U district around the time that I was like playing Fear Styles, and like those guys lived down the street and like had a had a house like, and it was just like super good times back in the back in the day. But yeah, so so that that was always good shit. But uh, I'm lo- I'm loving. Um, I'm loving the crossover. I'm already, I'm also like, because it's a very, like I talked about how like it was an interesting time. Cause like with, uh, with Tacoma and Seattle, like I feel like talked about how hardcore kind of like just general hardcore died, but like there's still like people keeping like, uh, met like there's a lot of people still that kept like metal alive. And I'm like, I love um your uh I think I think the I think you're definitely with the all the uh, power trip in your room the power trip you <laughs> I can I can hear I can hear the uh I can hear the influence uh crazily in throughout the music. Very big influence for like the songs we've done so far for sure amongst plenty of other things but yeah I really dig that band and uh you know recipes Riley for sure like that was fucking terrible um but yeah like they definitely i don't know like it, it's just cool to see like such a like refined like sound and it's it, like in the type of sound that i really enjoy like big big fan of like thrash and you know metal stuff too so like yeah they, they found a really good niche and like it, it it speaks to me in riff language for sure in riff language uh, um a good dialect um I let's sure. go. Give, give me one sec. Hold yeah, on. Uh, my my dog is so sad right now because like I locked her out of the room, and so she's just got her snout like under the door, and she's just crying. And I'm pretty sure you can like hear it like in the recording. So actually, dog. actually, Millie, Millie, you're making your you're making your on screen debut. Say hi. He's so cute. Well, actually, because you're because of that that like tinny sound, it's actually shutting. It's shutting out all the any outside noise, so that's actually your your bad reception. Your 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 interesting reception um, is. <laughs> I heard her out. like she was crying, and like I I couldn't tell if I was like hearing it in like the AirPod or like the or like you know in the mic of it or like in my ear. So I was like, sounds like I have like captive animals in my house. It's not my vibe. I'm trying to put out. This is a friendly place for critters. No, I, I, I completely understand. No, it's the, um, it's just dogs and animals. That's just a part of uh, what what we fucking do, what we do here when we're interviewing people, uh, from their homes. Oh, for sure. Like, especially in like the Zoom era, or like you know, like listening to podcasts. Like, it's pretty rare if you don't hear like a dog bark or a baby cry or something. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like it's like. Zoom era is just like this is how I'm like literally gonna be doing shit because it's the it's the easiest way. I'm I'm no longer uh gonna uh, if I'm gonna get ghosted, I'm gonna get ghosted on my <laughs> my bedroom and not and not be have to drive across town to the studio and be like, all right, 
So what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, this is like, like I don't think I've ever done an in-person interview. So I'm cool this way. But uh, I think, I don't know what the Tacoma's distinct sound is for hardcore right now, but I would say a lot of it seems seems like um, going in the way of, uh, I think that show you guys played is a, is a pretty good indicator with a lot of, a lot of crossover is involved. There's cause Tacoma still has a, I think for hardcore in general, there's still, I think we have people who are booking awesome shows and we're getting awesome touring bands, but we're still, you know, need more people to, pick up a mic pick up a pick up some instruments and, and go out and 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 uh throw out and and record shit yeah for sure you could always use more bands in the scene start making more bands yeah people. we need yeah for sure the uh you know do do shit if you i'll 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 fucking i'll fucking play for your fucking bands if you if <laughs> you something if you do something that uh is will get me out of out of my fucking bedroom <laughs> <laughs> for sure you if yeah, it's like if it's motivating enough i will i will get back i will get back out there and play shit right i'm only in one band right now but i think about you know possibly like doing more projects and stuff just just keep like you know i feel like the more i'm like doing music stuff like the better I am in life, like the more like fulfilled I am in life. So I'm like trying to like see how much I can like fill up with like doing projects and doing more blunt force stuff and yeah, exactly staying, like, staying busy. That's what I want to do too. Cause I'm just like, I'm no longer going to do this start. Cause I've been, I've been through local bands. I talk about on the show and I'm not trying to fucking promote my old shit or whatever, but like, um, you know, it goes from the point where like, always end up having a last show with one of these bands when like what because we're you know get busy but i'm like i think it's just better to do what you what you guys do and what other but just like if you want a project stick with it maybe a couple of years you don't for a couple of years you don't play music and you you got to focus on it but that doesn't mean like the whole breakup thing seems very weird anymore if it's something you want to do just and you need to take a fucking break from it doesn't mean you need to fucking break up right yeah and yeah it's almost like it's like why are you being so dramatic just like stop doing stuff for a while and then maybe do it again or maybe don't you know your guitarist like, you want to do this band but your guitarist don't find a new guitarist yeah <laughs> for sure definitely and that's kind of like that's pretty much like you know when we got the band back together or like you know we reformed the band it was just like who wants to do it okay you don't okay well next you know exactly does? yeah you're right don't be so, don't, you said it best don't be so fucking dramatic like it's it's a yeah. it's all oh good i think i but i was younger i took it i took it a lot more seriously I didn't know you know i was like i had it it just depended from from band to band i would i was in a band where i took it super seriously and no one else and it, it was like every other band would be like one be like i take it i took it more seriously than everybody else the next one everyone took it way more fucking seriously than i did and then <laughs> the next one 
was chill, and then the next one they were like, "Here's our here's our plan. This is what we're gonna be fucking doing from here until July." And I'm like, "The fuck." <laughs> I mean, I don't take anything seriously, sometimes to my detriment. So, uh, yeah, I try not to take anything too seriously. Uh, and, I, you know, just, like, try to keep it mellow. Like, I mean, when it comes to, like, Blunt Force, it's, like, it's a serious band. Like, it's not, it's not like, like pizza thrash or anything. It's not, like a, it's not, like, the content of, like, the music and the lyrics, like, are not funny. But, like, I, I've kind of, like, always been cool with, like, the, like, imagery of it being funny and, like, chill and, like, more, like, not as serious. Like, like I'm not trying to have, like, a black metal record cover or something. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm down for, like, s- some, like, comical aspects of it. But, like, yeah. I just, I don't know. I try not to take things too seriously. Like, obviously, like, if we're gonna do something if we have a deadline you know show up on time do you know all that stuff like i'll take like you know the logistics seriously but i try not to like take myself too seriously or like you know what the band is doing i'm like it's i'm trying to have fun and like i'm trying to write and play cool music and hang out with cool people and like have shows and party like it's that's like- that's what i want from this band so it's like i try not to like let anything really like deter that you know I think it it just all depends on what you on what you want from some, something some cuz all all projects are all projects are different all bands are different all the people in the bands are different so there's going to be different ways of how they want it I respect people who who fucking grind their ass off to make their to make their fucking dreams come true and I and I have nothing but respect but also I have respect for people who are living their passions they're just doing it because this is they're just pat or super fucking passionate and just and just uh have their have their have their lives have their families and then uh go fucking uh rock that rock out because that's what i fucking that's what i respect that's me that's where i'm at right now i have family i have a life i work a lot but um i don't know how long how how soon it is until i get proper health insurance so maybe i'm uh you know being in a band sounds better right now <laughs> <laughs> right i can't, yeah. I can't yeah. afford therapy i think i can afford a i can uh i i have some i i have some i have some gear at my house i might as well uh go go try to to work on some shit instead <laughs> oh yeah and like i mean i had pretty much like I was definitely not playing music for a while and like something was definitely like missing. And so like, I don't know, I'm, I'm very like happy and like, I feel fortunate that like we were able to like get like doing stuff again. And then like, especially during like, like lockdown and like all the weird, the troubles, you know, like that was like something to focus on, like something to kind of like distract from the chaos of what the hell's going on in the world. So like, I'm just like super pumped that we started playing music again because like it's it definitely is like it delivers in a big way just for like you know the mind. I also think that there might be people listening and people that I know like or at least in my in our age group that fit that that are you know 
in that same headspace who that that's how they feel but they're like i think that they've been you know told differently just because like this is the age we have to be we're supposed to be fucking adults and do and do and be and like i see a lot of my friend a lot of my friends who got me into this style of music are completely 180 and if that's what they want that's and they're living their truth that's fucking cool as shit but i feel like a lot of them are just like low-key they just this is just what they think they're supposed to be doing instead of like yeah playing playing because i've even heard some of my friends being like that your your straight edge at 32 that's childish and i'm like no nah, i'm just that's just what i want to be and i'm like that's how i i'm not telling you how to live your life that's just how i want to live my life like yeah <laughs> yeah you do you that's the best way to do it you know exactly uh, yeah yeah so, i mean like i'd kind of like wasn't really going to shows like you know kind of kind of fallen off entirely and like and now I'm doing stuff again and stoked on it. And it's like, I have no idea like where, where we're going as far as like being a band or whatever, but I'm like, I'll, I'll go there if I can, you know, like if, if we can play cool shows and make cool records, like I'll be there, you know? So I just try to, you know, be like, this is something I really enjoy doing and I have a decent capacity to put effort into it. So like, it's like, I wonder where this could end up and i kind of just leave it at that you know well matt thanks so much for taking the time to uh talk with me today um raised on destruction blunt force out now um anything else you want to say about that or about anything before we uh take off uh dude i really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do an interview and uh chatting with you was super fun so let's do it again sometime maybe we can get some other dudes from the band in too Hell yeah. Sounds good to me. So we'll... Hell yeah, dude. All right. We're going to end this, play some music from Blunt Force, and uh, you're listening to Dead Air Hardcore Radio. Take it easy. Turn it in.
Just refusing me When he has it from endless time 